Shut up and sit down. Yes, might have gotten away with it too. It wasn't for these blasted kids and their dog. Riding my bike. Riding my bike. You blasted kids. Why didn't you mind your own business? Riding my bike. Blasted meddling kids. Everything's nice. And it would have been mine if it hadn't been for those meddling kids. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it, go through it, or work around it. We could ride together. And I would have made millions if it hadn't been for you meddling kids. We could put our bikes down, but that And I'd have done it too if you kids hadn't have come along. Everything's nice when I'm riding my bike. Riding my bike. Riding my bike. Everything's fine when I'm riding my bike. What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? For bicycling is a healthy, active sport, enjoyed by almost everyone. Not only does it provide vigorous outdoor exercise, it's a nice, fast way of getting from one place to another. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering, and I'm here with Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? I beat you to it. You guys can't steal my intro. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> All right. To his left, Evan Price. What are we drinking today? This is not from us, by the way. Or is oh. it even really sparkling water? It advertises itself as sparkling spindrift. water. Spindrift. I think it. I think it qualifies as sparkling water. I'm gonna say it does not spindrift. qualify as sparkling water. I'm drinking water, a actually. lemon spindrift, and it is lovely. Three calories. Today's podcast is sponsored by Mr. Randy. Randy Frost. Frost, <laughs> who uh, kindly donated a case of spindrift to us. That was really nice of him. Randy, so. this is awesome because I actually meant to bring a drink and I forgot it, and I was just so parched, ready, ready <laughs> for anything. Thank you. I think awesome. this counts as a sparkling water. Yeah. Sponsor contains three percent juice. It yeah. counts. I think. I think that. I don't know. I'm not, I, I think that bumps it off at the sparkling water pedestal. Juice, sparkling juice. juice, sparkling juice. juice. Yeah, sparkling <laughs> juice. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Lance Sepler may or may not be calling back in. We had him on Skype. He is currently inbound back into mm-hmm. the area um, oh, yeah. in some canyon in La Grand, Oregon. La Grand, Oregon. Mm, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So Matt, Matt shut him down. <laughs> Uh, we've got a couple of special guests with us today, sitting mm-hmm. to uh, Evan's left, Mr. Nels Martin. Hi, it's great to be here. Oh, that's a good intro. Nice. I, know I like that. Oh, there he, hold on. Oh, interrupting Nels. Here we go. Here he goes. I'm back. And on Skype, Mr. Lance Hepler. Hey, was that was that perfect timing or was it terrible timing? Perfect timing. You're perfect. live. You're live, buddy. Did you already get through <laughs> LeGrand? figures. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> Mr. Lance Romance. Uh, Lance yes, Romance uh, yeah. on location. Here's the proper intro. Yeah, it's Lance Romance uh, live in the adventure van somewhere in eastern Oregon, <laughs> driving down the road eating Twizzlers with my dog salivating next to me. Lovely. Twizzlers. Okay. Hi, Piper. <laughs> <laughs> and sitting to Nell's left, Maddie Wick. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me today. Thanks, Maddie. Um, that was the nicest intro by far. Yeah. She's the most polite of anybody here. Why are we not more polite on this podcast? <laughs> Very good question. We're so. very mean to each other here. <laughs> We're going to have a special juniors edition today. We'll get into more of that in a few. Um, but just real quick, just to kind of let everybody know a little bit more about these young juniors that are sitting at the table with us. Uh, Mr. Nels Martin is the reigning 2019 junior men's road racing state champion. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. to hold on to that for another year because uh, – 
that's yeah, that's the easy way to do it. Yeah, defend yeah. your title. That's a lot of work to do to enable yourself to hold on to it for one more year. Just yeah, shut the world down. It's gonna be two years. Yeah, <laughs> state champion, one race. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> And then Maddie Wick is a two-time All-American triathlete, and she's competed at the national level. She's uh, quite the local hero here in the triathlon scene. Um, Maddie, welcome. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you. <laughs> two times second place in the 50 free in state, too. Not many triathletes get to say that because most of us are pretty bad at swimming, which Maddie That's is not. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie is a... Well, Quite the fish in the water. Quite yeah. the fish, yeah, absolutely. She's all around, absolutely. though. I feel like she's really coming. Oh, great all rounder, definitely. All rounder, yeah, triathlete. Mm-hmm. Nels, we're working on Nels switching. Nels him over. is starting to come around as an all rounder. <laughs> yeah, we're going to switch him over to triathlon. Mm-hmm. Don't he do did it, his Nels. first run off the bike yesterday no. too, which was impressive. Please no. <laughs> God no. All right, let's do a quick backpedal here, um, Lance. While we have you on the phone, we can still hear you. Why don't you backpedal? What have you been up to, man? I have been uh, gallivanting around the state of Idaho for the last uh, week. It has been fantastic. I've been out here with my wife and my dog and my mother. And so um, I've just been riding mountain bikes or riding gravel bikes or, or um, riding some road bikes all week. It's been, it's been great. I've put in about 17 hours this week on the bike and about another eight hiking so i've just been literally screwing around outside wow. all week so it that has been awesome. a whole lot of fun if i'm not mistaken the, i saw you and piper on a stand-up paddleboard too correct uh yes yesterday we were Traffic. doing some uh paddle boarding and she hiking. likes to get on the paddleboard with <laughs> me and she <laughs> prays that i will go near some ducks so uh, dad over there dad dad look she, she just points at the ducks the whole time go there go to the ducks dad <laughs> so i think, I think piper's enjoying retirement more than lance's yeah so the question is though did you fulfill her dreams did you take her to the ducks i got her close until she almost knocked me off and then i had to <laughs> immediately retreat <laughs> so good stuff it was a quick retreat yeah so you're having fun i Go ahead. I'm headed home. Yes, um, the chances of me making it through this entire podcast are about zero. Matter of fact, I believe I'm going to lose my signal in about three minutes. So it's going to be oh. a pretty short. You won't hear much from me, which I'm bummed to not be there with Natty and Mel's because they're two of my uh, favorite juniors um, here in the Northwest. They're they're pretty cool people. So. I'm glad you guys have somebody cool to replace me while I'm not there. So that makes me happy. Big upgrade. Big upgrade. Only <laughs> cool replacements. Upgrade. Only cool replacements. <laughs> awesome. For, for those of you uh, interested, yes, I did trim my mustache what? a little bit this week. Okay. <laughs> yes. I woke up one morning. It was just so unruly. I, I cut about an inch and a half off. Oh, of wow. Oh, an inch and a half. That's a, cool. year's, that's a year's worth yeah. of work. <laughs> it was like a year's worth of growth. I cut an inch. I still have the whole bushy '70s fireman mustache, but I just Lance I at, your, the, at your age, it may never come back. You never know. It might never come back. It's true. So, Lance, I hope you kept the clippings because um, Evan is looking like he needs some help. <laughs> I'm having I'm having some trouble with the length. Yeah, the length is becoming a serious issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I flushed him down the toilet and oh. immediately regretted it. You should have pinned him up in the adventure van. <laughs> I, I know. I just was like, I was not thinking clearly at the time. I so. think I think it was a, the right call. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Neutered you. Solely. Mm-hmm. My uh, my big uh, biking achievement this week. Um, 
there is a, a, a gravel trail um, in the Sun Valley, Idaho area called the Harriman Trail. It's 19 miles long, and there is a, a segment. Oh, that is long. That uh, that I, I was I was riding from north to south, and I was just riding it fairly fast one day, and I missed the KOM by one second. Oh, you missed <laughs> a 19 mile time tra- a 19 mile segment by a one ni- second. 19 mile segment by one second, and I'm like, oh, you've-. and I was going fairly hard. That's a bike throw. And I was <laughs> I was like, oh man, I do not want to go back and do that again. But of course, I went back two days. And later, did it again. And I took five minutes out of it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. It helps to know the route for sure. I, that, I think yeah, I saw that one. It definitely helped. Who, yeah. who is the guy that was second? Like Russ or something Gus. like that? Gus. 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 That's Poor, what it was. It was Gus. Gus. His, his really good friends call him Russ. Poor Gus. <laughs> he's he's Gus, not going to be. And, Gus and has gone back for vengeance. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to come back after that for sure. It was from like seven years ago. So I don't even know if Gus, where he lives now in the country, but uh, it was from a while ago. So. Come and get him, Gus. I think that's Come the best thing yeah. is like to travel someplace and like go after, grab a whole bunch of KOMs. Oh, the ones and, that have been around for like 10 years too. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you make the locals mad and then just leave. <laughs> we'll be back in a couple years. That's right. Good stuff. When do you uh, plan on being back into town? Is this going to be a straight shot? Uh, yeah, it'll be a straight shot. I'll be there this evening. Um, I've got some appointments that I need to help my parents with who are going through some uh, medical difficulties. And so I'm trying to be the good son and uh, help out. And so that's what I'm buzzing back for. So okay, Cool. Cool. Look forward to having you back in town. Need my riding I'll buddy be- back. <laughs> Yes, I'll be back shortly, and you can make me hurt again like you always do. <laughs> awesome. Matt, backpedal for us. Okay, I'm going to use my backpedal time to talk about our 100-day challenge. Yeah. Because I have questions. Shoot. Okay, so if you guys aren't familiar with this, Jake has issued, I, I don't know if it's all you're doing, but Jake has issued this 100-day challenge basically from last Wednesday until um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. It's 100 days, mm-hmm. and the goal is to ride every single day for at least an hour. Correct. There is no like wattage minimum. Nope. <laughs> right. I think I was already below that one day. So yes, there should okay. not be. <laughs> as so long as it's propelling your bike forward. Yes. And, and if yeah. you guys are just hearing this now and it's past that particular time frame, join anyway and get you know ninety days of riding in, or um, or ride twice you know in one day. Just catch it's up like to a, us. It's like a grade like out of a hundred. You sure. can still get a solid B plus. Yeah, you can still yeah. get. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can get an A. Yeah. 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 So join us if you can. But um, that being said. Uh, I did a ride yesterday and I think I averaged 45 watts. <laughs> That's stellar. Nice. For an hour. And was I that, wanted to, was I wanted that, to was like, that your threshold work? Well, it was <laughs> its own, it's own four. It's a little tempo workout, yeah. Yeah, so that was my question. Like, what's the minimum? If there is none, like 10 watts or whatever, you know, then I'm still in it. So. <sighs> Cadence of one, I don't know. Yeah, minimal yeah. minimal watts. I mean, Wa- watts of one. Yeah, yeah. as okay. long as you propel right. the bike right. at some point. Good. So I'm still in it. I'm still in the running. <laughs> yes. Uh, I rode with Ethan yesterday, well and done. it was great. It was just like you know we were going downhill, and I'm looking at my watts, and I'm not putting out anything big. Uh, so I was worried that I was at, not going to qualify. At, at Ethan's size, that's like four watts per kilo for that, yeah, right? That's yeah, that's true. That's true. He's a small. So low guy. Yeah. He's a small guy. <laughs> He's but a very low guy. Got my hour in. And uh, other than that, I've been having fun with the new bike. Been riding a good little bit. Nothing crazy. Just trying to do... I, my, my goal for this is bare minimum, do the hour each day, and don't push it. Don't overdo it. Don't do anything hard, which is really hard to do when you go ride with anyone else, right? Besides Ethan, then, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's fine, but... 
talk hard. about smack to your son here. Well, <laughs> so I rode with um, Lynn. Uh, I don't know what Lynn's last name is. Fisher. Fisher. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Lynn Fisher. And uh, gosh, we were climbing and he was just pulling away from me. And I was looking down at my Watson. I was like, I'm going like 350, 400. Like, I don't, wow. this, I was like, these Watts are okay. Like he was killing job, me. Lynn. I know he was crushing me. And he's just like, I don't think I can ride with Jake and those guys. I'm like, you can ride with anybody. You're fine. Like he can climb. Yeah. So, um, so that was super fun. But then again, I'm thinking to myself, like, I got to keep the Watts. I could hold back as much as possible because mm-hmm. every day I need to go out and ride. And it's not, yeah. it's not necessarily like one good day. It's just trying to have consistency. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm excited about the challenge. Yeah. Your wrench is going to start feeling stronger though. Yeah. You're going to want yeah. to go harder. So yeah, it'll yeah. come around yeah. for sure. It's but a great way for you to get your bike fitness back. Yeah, Seven it hours is. A week, I like challenges like this because yep. they're just kind of you versus you and scheduling, which is yep. always a nightmare. But, uh, I, I hate to even mention it on the podcast because then there's you feel accountable to like make sure you keep going. And so I'm like five days into a hundred. So who knows if I'll make it past five days, but this is what I use the podcast for is to make sure that I'm not just blowing smoke. So. Well, yeah. That's I blow a, hard, a lot of smoke too. It's possible. So are you worried about this thing? The challenge? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to miss You'll a day. It. Can I quote can I quote somebody? Sure. I'm gonna quote my good friend Matt Legrand. I heard Boo effing who? <laughs> Boo effing <laughs> who? Yeah. Oh god. I mean, if everybody listening to this right now has not seen Matt Legrand's newest Iron Man video, please go watch it. Okay. That so and smash awesome. the thumbs up button. <laughs> okay. So and hit the bell. I don't the know. Other what, half what of, do you after the that? other half of my backpedal will be <laughs> this video. So I posted a video, and it's this Iron Man video, kind of like making fun of Iron Man. Very satirical very tongue-in-cheek and it's like their promotional video like you want to be an iron man in 2020 well boo effing who you can't and then it goes on and on and to be like we're going to transfer your race to the wuhan you know quarter iron man <laughs> distance yeah. and kind of like poking fun at a lot of iron man's policies because you know we all like iron man here at this table we just don't necessarily love the iron man corporation right like they're expensive races and they don't treat their athletes that well to be honest and so you know it's it's something that needs to be worked on because they're they represent our sport and it's not great to represent our sport poorly so we really need them to step up and they're not doing it so poking fun at them is great but yesterday their legal team sent a message and took my to facebook and had my video removed from facebook <laughs> I thought that was a joke. No, this is serious. They they actually uh, had my video removed. Cassie from told Facebook. me that, and I told her like, "There's no way that that's no. a joke." So this really did happen for sure. And uh, what the problem with it is is I was very careful making that video to not use any of their logos. Yep. And uh, not use any of their footage. It's all 100% my video footage. So there shouldn't sure. be like copyright infringement issues. Correct. So um, the other thing is they don't technically own the term Iron Man because, you know, Iron Man is a comic book yeah, Tony character. Stark. Yeah. Tony Stark. Thank you. Yeah. Tony Stark owns it. Yeah. Right. So uh, did Tony Stark remove it from Tony Facebook? Stark did not contact me. Oh, OK. okay. So well, I if Tony Stark had removed it. That'd be different. But. So, yeah. So what they can do is they can issue like a, a DMC takedown notice to Facebook and Facebook will just do it. Uh, 
and then they look into see if it's valid afterwards. Wow, thank you, Facebook, protecting freedom of speech. All right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so God. a couple of issues there. Like, it's definitely satirical. It's definitely protected under, like, First Amendment right yeah. issues. Well, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, a robot, though, so that yeah. was your problem. Is satire does not register with robots. Uh, but it's still up on uh, YouTube, so you guys can check it out. Um, so where does it stand right now? Are you able to kind of go in and say, hey, this should be posted? You need I to put it back did. up? I did. I sent um because i was angry yesterday about it and i like just did the you know proper channels to say like hey there's nothing wrong with this video like you need to point out exactly specifically where the copyright infringement issue is because there's not one up there yeah um so i i sent off a appeal and it'll go nowhere so (laughs) repost yeah no it's it's going straight to the facebook email junk mail yeah exactly (laughs) but it's still live on youtube and youtube has different policies for their takedown notices and so we'll just see it may get taken down from youtube as well so catch it fast come on youtube it's getting a lot of traction youtube yeah it had ten thousand views on on, oh my gosh um, on facebook and maybe 1500 views on uh youtube something like that awesome I'm famous, but there's another Matt Legrand that's famous too. So that's true, but you're pick, slightly more pick famous. Pick and choose. <laughs> pick and choose which one you want to. Yep. Music satire. Music that's satire. it for my backpedal. Thank you, Matt. Yep. Evan, we're gonna make mine really quick. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Straighten your crown up. Straighten. Your, oh, yes, thank you, it's thank you. Okay. Well, I, I I need to straighten it up before it gets taken away mm. here. So I'm really treasuring every single moment <laughs> right now. <laughs> How long did like you hold check, last time? Checking your a email. Week? I'm literally Matt. I'm no lie. Checking my phone every thirty refresh. minutes. Refresh. Just email. Refresh. Refresh. I know. Did I lose the KOM yet? So over the weekend, instead of staying with a very well structured Iron Man build plan, I decided that's boring. So we're gonna go ahead and go and try and get the Washington Large KOM back. It's, and it's one that you've wanted for a while. For a while, yeah, definitely. Um, did Tonk have it? Tonk had held it for a bit with a really quick time, and then Robert had gone out oh, there not too long ago, and they had right. got it from Tonk by like seven seconds, ten seconds, something like that. I think it was like twenty seconds, wasn't it? No, no, it was it, it, it was not a lot. It, it was around ten seconds, no. I want to say. So it's yeah. a legit yeah. effort. Like it's not soft. That, I I went. I had to go really hard. It hurt, but there. So. I had some people uh, who wanted to come out on a ride that day, and I said, hey, let's just do a race up large. Let's have like everybody go out and try to PR, PR up large. Um, so we all started. Who, who was with you? Uh, Josh Josh Monda, Dave Goodman, uh, Dustin Shockin, and Jeremiah Romero. Okay, good yeah. group. Oh, and then actually randomly, uh, Matt Bergkampus was like on the climb at the same oh, cool. time. I didn't I didn't get to see Matt, but he was he was out there at the same time. Did you just blow by him or what? No, he was he he started like a minute back on everybody. I think. Gotcha. Yeah, he can he can climb. Yeah, so we we started out. Oh, and then Corey Gray was with us too for a bit, uh, who's cool. a local triathlete. So we started out. Josh pushed the pace all the way up Powell, and then. Okay basically stuck with me all the way to that right-hand turn right after Powell. Mm-hmm. And then it was just just a solo effort from there. You don't was, even have a power meter, right? No, I which, have no idea. Yeah, okay. I know I didn't pace it I'm well, sure it though. gives you estimated watts on, on yeah. whatever. Struggle. Yeah, I definitely didn't pace it as well as I could have. But I put a, a long climb. about, I think it was like I put 50 seconds into Robert, somewhere around there. 50 seconds? 50 seconds. Wow. I don't know, though, because Robert is going to go out there. They are coming for you. <laughs> Robert's coming guns blazing, and I am scared because Robert's best effort is very quick. So yeah. we'll see. Well, whatever Robert puts down, I'll try again at some point. But it'll be awesome. Yeah, it'll be. I have a feeling I'm going to hold on to the crown for about as long as I did last time, which was like seven days. Okay, so Robert put in seven seconds on Tonk. Yeah. So and then you have 
about 40 some odd seconds on Robert. Oh, man. Is that right? No, 50 yeah. something seconds. So that's going to be awesome. He's 23 23, oh, and you're at 22 37. So, wow. Not sure if it's enough. That's a <laughs> beast of an effort, Evan. That's it's going to need to be more of a beast of an effort, I think. It's well, super we'll see, fun though. that you guys are just playing around on that hill. My, 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 my A goal was to put one minute into Robert because I was like, okay, one minute may be enough. If, you're, if you could, like, dissuade if, them from if, trying if they have a bad day <laughs> okay. robert's gonna need not a good day oh, but that's yeah fun we'll see do you think you uh left any meat on the bone there for you to go back and get i think i think i left 30 to 40 seconds on the bone wow if i pace it better pace it, next time pacing power okay meter. Yeah. Power meter. i think i, I a lightweight power meter i was texting some people last night we're we're getting a power meter here soon yeah very lightweight. yeah very lightweight power meter but yeah that's basically all of my everything else is running and swimming and yep outside that how's the swimming going uh it's swimming about, as, about as plateaued as it can be yeah did you do a long run yesterday yeah 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 i did, did ran you? uh loops around the uh horseshoe lake while okay. maddie nels and two of their friends were riding bikes maddie and nels were helping two of our younger swimmer triathlete people learn how to ride on two wheels and yeah it's yeah. A, there's a lot to learn there for yeah. sure there is there is Matt, Maddie was doing a good job of being like pack leader for them. A couple of times I saw Maddie was like point. She's like on the back of my wheel, not to the side of me. That's <laughs> where you got it. <laughs> did you do a track workout this morning? Um, I did a treadmill kind of simulation gotcha. track workout, cool. which yeah, all the speeds there somehow yeah. after the long run. So yeah, cool. We'll see. We well, just need a race. You need a race. <laughs> we could use a race. We really need bad, a race. Man. We need a race bad. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Nels Martin, why don't you backpedal for us? Okay. What so, you been up to this past week? Uh, Last week at the end of, or last weekend, I, uh, our family went to Crescent Lake. Ooh, that's we, cool. Nice. Yeah. Bring bikes. Yes, we did. What? Like just road bikes? Yes. Okay. Just road bikes. Um, we did a hike one day that went up above the lake, uh, like 2000 feet, which was a lot on foot and it was very steep and it hurt my legs a lot. <laughs> uh, and it's actually really scary too, towards the top. Yeah, there totally. were like steep inclines and ropes and slippery things and i had like worn out shoes from two years ago that did not grip very well so yeah, that's were you wearing vans no i wasn't oh, i think okay. vans would have been better vans probably would have been vans have a good <laughs> grippy bottom to them they do and my dad was in um chucks the yeah converses and they worked really well oh your dad does wear chucks your dad always has that's i always look thing, at your dad's right? shoes and i'm like he has cool shoes and yeah, yeah cool, sean's got cool style. sunglasses he's yeah. got more style than the rest of us <laughs> he wears the same thing every day but it is a very cool thing i know yeah. that works sean style it's yeah. a prog- programmer lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> must be so we did that and it was scary but i made it back down got some cool photos at the top oh good and then we spent the next night in port angeles or uh yeah port angeles and mm-hmm. we did the hurricane ridge ride which was um yeah. it might have been port townsend one of those two ports. You, yeah, ports. They're all the yeah, same. I know. Do you just stick with your dad or do you drop him? Uh, he dropped me, actually. Oh, that's oh. not nice. Yeah, my quads were gone from the the, hike. Hike, the day before is the excuse. So that, that was used. well played by your dad. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but that that was a really cool climb. It's like 20 miles. Uh, Mike Guyvan actually did it before we did, so we saw him do that, and we were like, that looks cool, and it was. Yeah. It was uh, 20 miles, 5,000 feet of climbing. I just okay. looked that up for you. Yeah, Port Angeles. Thank you, Evan. Nice. Uh, yeah, 20-mile climb. 5,000 feet of climbing, 5%, not actually as difficult as it sounds because it's just a steady gradient and it doesn't really bite anywhere and you can just okay. kind of go on up it. And I wasn't having a great day at all and I made it to the top 
you know, pretty well. So it looks beautiful from these pictures, Nels. Was it, did, did you guys have a pretty clear day when you got up there too? Yeah, we did. That's beautiful. Uh, we actually came back there with the rest of the family uh, afterwards because uh, the park stays open all the time and we were told the light was really good from one of the rangers uh, in the evening. So we came back with family and got some great views over the uh, Strait of Juan More Fuca. photos. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you on Instagram somewhere so people can see these photos or are you a pri- private account? <laughs> Um, I am, but my mom actually posted most oh, of cool. those photos. Oh, okay. cool. So. I'm with you, Nils. I don't post photos on Instagram. <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was that. And then on Thursday, uh, I did a bike ride with Maddie and Alex. Uh, that was fun for most of it. Uh, we did riding on Prune Hill, uh, which was cool because it was, you know, it's where I live. So I got to show them all the sure. cool hills. And then uh, Alex... Uh, a car left hooks Alex, uh, just like it did with Jake. It was a so, fun ride until it wasn't. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. That's super scary. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, and yeah, go ahead. Alex is okay now. Yes. But the, the the scene and the situation, how it all happened, was pretty scary for both of you guys, correct? Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, just... <laughs> yeah. 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 You guys, are, you guys are pretty young to kind of go go through something like that, which is... I think in the cycling world, it's it's something that sometimes we don't like to talk about a lot and try to keep quiet. But there's, you know, I mean, there's moments like with with your dad too, Nels. You know, where you yeah. had Jake and your dad going down too, mm-hmm. and that's you know, it's. I I think the, the the best thing we can be is that Alex is actually texting us randomly throughout this. He's very <laughs> antsy that he's not here. So yes. and anybody's wondering how Alex is doing, he's he yeah. There there are some you know other issues going on with him, which we won't go into the medical stuff. But he's as healthy as you can be after something like that happening yeah. so yeah. absolutely and somehow he did not break a bone which no i will divulge that only bit of medical which to, to me is just amazing he's literally gumpy that's i would have figured out amazing. a way to at least break half oh. a dozen bones yeah <laughs> at least so. i felt i fell down the stairs last week and almost broke something like <laughs> nels gets i mean you I, yeah, know i felt skateboarding alex gets hit by a car and like is just somehow i mean he somehow does not break a yeah, bone that's, that's incredible great yep I mean, he's got bones of steel super yep. pumped that he's okay because that's a scary scene and hopefully it's like, you know, I think as I started cycling, I had no fear and I used to bomb down hills and all this stuff. And then mm-hmm. the more and more I biked, I think the more and more cautious I've become. Yep. And I think it's because of stuff like this. You have a friend that gets hurt or you get yourself hurt and you just yep. kind of start to think, okay, mm-hmm. it's not worth, you know, the downhill descending KOMs are definitely not worth it. No. no. So, And all three of you are very good bike handlers too. So this is... This is where I think, you know, that's that's something you can tell some some juniors that you guys talk to and getting into the sport is that just getting comfortable on your bike is the safest thing that you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Because anybody who's ridden with Nels or Alex does know they're, they're both very good bike handlers, both of you. Yeah. Thank you. And then Maddie is... Maddie likes to ride in the drops so much. I always, I always dress up. A junior's comfortable always riding in the drops. They're a very good bike handler naturally. And Maddie like doesn't leave the drops whenever I ride with her. It's like very rare to see Maddie's hands come up on the hoods. So. Maddie, do you have a TT bike as well? I can't remember. No, I don't. Just have regular no. road bike. She just rides in an aggressive aero position at all times. There you go. Okay. You have just strap on aero bars or something. No, I don't have aero Not bars. Not yet. Okay. No. That's like a cheap way for you to get some free speed for your tr- next triathlon. Mm-hmm. So. I- I will try that. Yep. She's just too busy being off the front in the swim. Yeah. Yeah. She just waits for everybody else to catch she up. Right. need them in the local triathlons, though. <laughs> no. Yeah. She's doing just fine. She's doing just fine without them. I know, them. <laughs> but a lot of it's more like you against your, you know, you against the clock, right? Yeah. Like it's yes. a 40K and you know if you go fast enough, you'll, you know, hit this particular split. And so 
it's definitely worth kind of honing those things and you can get those just cheap arrow clip on bars for like 20 bucks oh yeah it's so it's not a huge investment yeah. and it's a you know again bringing your body more narrow is huge yep. as far as make sure they're the kind you goes. can put weight on Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Trek brand. Not Trek. Oh, not wait. Trek. No, not Trek brand. Yeah, exactly. So, right. Yeah. You want to avoid those? Bonte- Bontrager? Bontrager? Bontrager. 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 Anything else, Nels? Uh, yeah, we had a fun day yesterday with swimming, and uh, we went out to Horseshoe Lake, and we uh, the triathletes did some swimming, uh, which Maddie will probably go into more because uh, I didn't swim myself. I paddleboarded. And uh, did my best to act as sort of a uh, buoy or a yeah, guide. something yeah. that, yeah, guide. He was so, the moving beacon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the moving Follow beacon. Me. Yep. So I paddled around. And then there's a bike ride after that. We did 20 second sprints. So that was fun. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good workout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was hard, though. Yeah. yeah Nels also has some get up. Yeah, I know. Really does. Oh, I know. God. Yeah. Some Every of us like, running by. Shorts. It was like you kind of hear the whir for sounds like I bet that's Nels, and then Nels just come blowing by us on the outside. Yeah. How many times did you crack a thousand watts? I think all of three. them. Okay, that's, that's that's my mind boy. blowing Nels. God. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. Um, so, what did you think of the whole hanging out with the tridorks? <laughs> Are you? I mean, you had fun out there for I did, the day, yeah. and you're gonna go mm-hmm. back out. Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's a very early morning, though, so that's, uh, that's the main <laughs> part. What time do you guys start? Awesome. We yes. usually start the swim at 8, but it's at Horseshoe, so. Yeah. So it's the drive for me. I did yeah. Right. at 6. Yeah. yeah. But it's awesome to have all your workouts done for the day at 10. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's a paradigm changer. So. It is. Yeah. It is. Right. Cool. Maddie. Um, so we haven't been doing much like my family, but I've been doing more with the Dial Juniors, so like Nels and Alex and Natalie too, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like not just working out stuff. Like we all went to the beach one day, which was really fun. And then, yeah, we did the thing yesterday. I got Nils to run, which I was very proud Whoa. of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he ran two miles, I think. Nice work. I got to see the finishing sprint, Nels. It looked solid. Yeah. You, you looked like you were going all out there. I like that. <laughs> Nels, you can run cross country for me if you want. <laughs> we'll take you. If my side feels as bad when I run cross country as it did then, then I'm not sure it's I have to turn that. It's just a side stitch. Yeah. They you go away get, after you, your third you just, run, Matt, isn't that? After yeah. three runs, they go away Something forever? Something like that. I think so. Forever. Yeah. Cross country mountain bike team? There you go. Mm-hmm. I think you would, actually, it would be yeah. interesting if you ran cross country. It's like you would get better so fast just because you have oh, yeah. all of this endurance from cycling. And it's just a matter of translating that over and you have the right body type for running. So think about it. <laughs> yes. Think about it. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is good to have variety and... Yeah, well, I mean, the, a lot of the pro cyclists are going out running right now because... <coughs> Mike Woods. Mike Woods. Well, I don't think it's just specifically Mike Woods, but, like, all of these, even, like, the whole Ineos team did, like, a 20-kilometer run. Oh, I did see and, that, yeah. And wow. they're, people, they're worried about their bone density and right. some other issues like that as well, mm-hmm. but also it's a just a different method of getting some exercise and or some cardio. Yeah. So, What else, Maddie? Um, well, I swim every day still, but normally it's three and a half hours a day, but it has been cut down to one hour a day because of COVID. And we're only allowed to have one person in a lane instead of the usual, like eight to 10. So so. You guys aren't doing the opposite side of the No, pool? that's not allowed. Oh, yeah. okay. The, that's what we're they doing. They got angry at us. So we have to go to one per lane. And is that at Cascade? Where are you swimming? Yeah, Cascade. Okay. We cool. borrow their pool. Right. Yeah. So... 
that's kind of frustrating because it's like a third of what we normally do. So I feel super slow whenever I go to someone with the dial shy team. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're still in front of everyone. Thank you, Nels. <laughs> thank you, Nels. I was about to say, <laughs> the fact that Maddie feels slow swimming with us may be because she's so far ahead of us that she thinks we're doing repeats back and forth, but we're actually just chasing her. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's a good thing we have somebody on a paddleboard now that can actually pace her. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice to have nails on the paddleboard because I don't like yeah, the true. fish in the lake. So if there's somebody next oh, to me, I, I feel that. much yeah. more comfortable. Yeah. Maddie has Alex's favorite thing to do is before we start swimming is point out all the fish that he has seen <laughs> before we start. And then I try to tell her that they're small fish. And then sometimes you see a fish that's not so small. And then we do have to go through like, Maddie, it's okay. You're going to swim faster than it, we promised. <laughs> what about the snakes? You like the snakes in the water? Well, There I'm, are no snakes in the water, Maddie. I don't am, believe him. There's no snakes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure there's no snakes in that lake. Okay. Thankfully. There lake, are not. Lake eels. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Alex's favorite topic is lake eels. Maddie, there's oh, eels. Yeah, I, I forgot the lake eels. Yeah. It's like, no, really, I saw it. It was huge. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your swimming background. That's kind of where you have shined the most to date. I mean, in your the triathlon stuff is kind of new it's like what the last three maybe four years well i started triathlon when i was nine so oh like yeah she started pretty early okay. yeah but i've been swimming since i was seven or eight i think okay so much longer um i've qualified for state i think six years now i mean like you try to get the times to go to state and then you go to state and you race and i've placed a couple times which is always very nice to do but um mm-hmm. Yeah, swimming is much more competitive. I would like you guys to go to swimming and see how much yeah. I get annihilated there. Oh, we oh, would get yeah. destroyed at a swimming. Oh, meet. it's. I think I once had a buddy at Ohio Northern who got me into what was their like intra squad meet. Yeah. And just it wasn't even the same race. I was like, I was playing water polo. Like it was not. <laughs> right. It's like it was. I wasn't wait, even involved in the race start, at any moment. Did they start the race? Because no. these guys are already coming back. It's like the race their, is done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they move through the water so much differently than oh, you know yeah. those of us. And that, Maddie's got the ability too. I know I had mentioned earlier here. She was second in the fifty free, and as good as she is at free, Maddie, you've told me your favorite stroke is backstroke. Oh really? Okay. Yes, because. My coaches get on to me about my breathing because I'm sort of known as the one that likes to breathe too much. And so uh-huh. I That's like backstroke because you can breathe as much there's as you want. Exactly. all that oxygen <laughs> up there. Yeah. She's yeah. pretty good at taking in oxygen. So, you know, got to use it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that swimming, you know, is something you should do as long as you can. Because having that big team atmosphere is so fantastic. And you're getting these really fantastic workouts three hours when we're not in COVID times. But those are great. And I think you should keep doing that cross country. I, my question for you was like, I know you want to do cross country and it's never coincided because you've got swimming and you have to choose. Um, but this year is different. This year we're doing like a split of four seasons and cross country is going to be in the first spring season. So I don't know where swimming is going to fall. Swimming is supposed to be, I think the last season of the year, like normally it's in fall, but it's not this year. So swimming is going to conflict with track, which is also bad because you like to do everything. So yeah, I'm probably going to pick swimming above running because right. I want to try cross country this year. Actually. But so you could do that. Mm-hmm. You could do cross country and cross then you could do, yeah. um, they'll have like this one week overlap probably. Yeah. So cross country will go, if you make the championship season, which you may or may not for cross country, uh, you would potentially miss one week of swimming, which shouldn't be a huge deal. Yeah, but, that would be fine because the right. coach for my high school is my coach for my swim team. So I'm pretty sure they'd be lenient. So yeah, they'll be understanding. It's just, the i don't know we'll have to see how that championship season goes the season is so short it's six weeks now 
for for high school stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, it's insanely short. I'm always expecting it to be like you know a couple months. You right. Know? Like swim season is year round, you know, right. but it's always way shorter than I expect it to be. So for any of that stuff, whether it's cross country or swimming or track, which is not going to happen, but like all of that stuff is kind of a long ways away. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing now? What's the training look like? Well, Just I get into about like 12 to 15 hours a week. So I swim mm-hmm. five, five, six days a week mm-hmm. for only an hour. And yep. I run three or four days a week and I bike three or four days a week, mm-hmm. not training for anything specific, but I'm just trying to like slowly build up my strength. Okay. So it's kind of like an endurance phase. You're just building up mileage and hours and things like mm-hmm. that. So and I just got one of the bigger aerobic bases of anybody her age. Yeah, I really think, in the, I mean like, and this is not, I know Maddie will never brag about herself, but probably in the country, there's only a couple girls that right. are even training that close to that volume right, right that's, now. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you think about running when we train runners it's all about taking you know these younger athletes and depending on when they start it's all about developing that aerobic capacity which takes years years and years and yes. so mm-hmm. you know you look at Nels like well he, we got speed we got speed to go for days but it's the aerobic capacity stuff that just takes a long time like I'm sure when you do a bike ride with your dad who's got whatever 20 years of aerobic yeah. capacity development 72 years of aerobic I definitely capacity feel that. development if you raced him for a 50 mile race it'd be hard to beat him right yep. but mm-hmm. if you were to race him for a 50 meter race you would destroy him you know and so yeah. i think it's interesting you're like i don't know <laughs> no. nels is i mean quick. though nels was the nels had the forced home 10k climbing day and that's something that's well true. outside that's, of the grasp of most kids at your age when yeah, we're talking 10,000 feet of climbing highly a day. aerobic for actually sure. very the, aerobic i did the Wasting there, so it was actually yeah. eleven. Yeah, like, yeah. So then you would even added added some on top of that. That's yeah. like what was it like four hours of climbing then something like that. Yep, four That's hours. Ten oh my gosh! Ouch. Yeah, these kids they're gonna be smoking us in a couple. <laughs> like, oh, I weeks. think we just brought them on this podcast so we can then play this back to you guys when you guys are like <laughs> killing us in a couple years. Just <laughs> yeah. wow, impressive, cool. Anything else, Maddie? I don't think so. Thank you. Um, my back pedal, real quick. Um, just started the the Dowd one hundred. Mm-hmm. Got on that Five on Wednesday. Ago. Yeah, I the took Tuesday off. Dialed 100. Yeah, so we're... <laughs> I didn't know exactly what we're calling it. Yeah, the Dialed 100 Day Challenge. But we're hashtagging it Dialed 100. And mm-hmm. I think that started on Wednesday and we're, we're on day six today. Yeah, today so will be six. Yep. Yep. I will most likely be on the trainer doing one of Matt Legrand's low wattage... That's the key, man. Well, I think got, don't do anything too crazy. You got the crazy. tour here coming up soon, which is oh, going to be yeah. so nice for like you know Trainer twenty days. of those days. Just here get up in the morning up. and just, oh, yeah, just yeah, yeah. That's just a good point. Tour on. God. <laughs> you know, I did have um, a couple of good days on the bike. My shoulder is still hurting a little bit. Don't want to get into that too much, but I've been able to get on the bike and ride. I had I think three days this past week where it was over forty miles, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. And a couple of days where we built in some um, you know some harder efforts, if you will, and. Uh, responded pretty well so it'll be nice to have a, an off day today and just kind of that's good take it easy get ready for the rest of the you week <laughs> rode on saturday with sean right i did how was that uh it was fun what'd you guys do we drilled <laughs> the whole ride <laughs> <laughs> we always go hard yeah. what uh, did you guys do gravel or no it was road we did that little interlocking loop that sean likes to do it's uh oh is it like kind of over by marine drive a little bit yeah so i rode over to their place and it's literally a ride that you can do that's 40 miles and you don't have to stop for any real stop signs or stop lights so it's like you don't have to click out at all 
unless you're riding with me, except to stop and use the bathroom and fix my seat height and sure. little things like that. So. Okay. I need to adjust mine too. So. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, we were riding down the old Evergreen Highway. And for those of you in the local area who have ridden on that before, know that that's not the nicest of roads and yeah. um, cut a couple potholes or something like that. My seat dropped down just a touch. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, other than that, it was just a, a great week of riding and having fun. It's been beautiful weather. I mean, the temperature definitely calmed down quite a bit. and It, um, it was nice, like high 60s, low 70s. Yeah. yeah, there was a couple of days where I think it touched 80, but it was yeah. still just beautiful weather for riding. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, let's do a little lead out news. There's not a whole heck of a lot we're going to be able to talk about here right now. Cause tour's uh, coming up. But the tour, it is almost Le here. Tour. Le, Le tour. If you listen yes. to our last podcast where we gave our tour predictions, we all talked about Chris Froome. He Guess is. who's not going to be at the he's tour? He's not going to be at the tour. Guess who remember when I gave you my <laughs> remember when I gave my prediction like, oh, Ineos is just scaring him so that he'll pay like pay closer. To that was so no. wrong. Ineos is in full panic mode right now. Oh, the I fact that, that they dropped G from the tour team that shows they are me. in full panic mode. Oh, yeah. No, they're they're going to be fine. They've got they made the right decision. They they're pulling in their studs, but they're going to yeah. upset a lot of people. Like not like just all the British people, every British person, their team. every all British person, British but not just the country of England. Like <laughs> yeah. everyone else, everyone likes G, don't they? That's true. Everybody does love G. Everybody's indifferent about Froome, but everybody loves G. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. So, so I asked this when that all dropped. I said, mm-hmm. does my prediction of uh, Chris Froome being the biggest disappointment of the tour <laughs> count in this situation? And Evelyn, Evan probably said no. But no, uh, no, 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 no. I did say no because he's technically not even in the tour then. So be. he's beyond a disappointment. Then he wasn't even <laughs> in the tour. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's going to be an interesting uh, tour, I think. I I genuinely hope he comes back strong next year. Like, I feel like the guy just needs another year under his belt before he's he's back. Yeah. Well, he's going to race the the Vuelta, right? Yeah. Vuelta. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So the tour starts on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, Any thoughts or plans? Are you guys going to do anything special for that? Are you guys going to watch it? Um, I'm actually going to be in Bellingham training, but I am definitely, I'm, Consider doing the GCN live stream thing. Okay. So that you so that I can watch the full races after. Okay. Is this something you buy the GCN series or something? Or? Yeah, yeah. I think GCN is like a streaming service that they're using for the races. Okay. So you can just go on to I usually use the NBC one. You and I use the same thing. Yeah, right? that's that, what I've used as well. So GCN's doing this now too. GCN is huh? something. Yeah, it's like a race pass. Do you get to actually watch it live though? That's a good question. I need to look into it a little bit more. Huh. I think you can actually. I'm pretty sure it's it's a full streaming service. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So our lead out news is go watch the Tour de France mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yep. Good stuff. Stage one is not a prologue. It is a <laughs> no race. Prologue? It, it is a stage. Yeah, no prologue. I stage, look at that. stage two is a bit mountainous, so stage two will be interesting. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Saturday and Sunday stages. Okay. Um, Patreon news. Don't have any new Patreons to announce this week, but thank you to everybody who is a Patreon. But, but, did you guys do your homework on this? We did get a message from the real champ, Ailey. Secret, I saw it in our little Secret encoded thing. message. Something yeah. about a woman taking the, the overall record uh, beating yeah. him in. Chloe, somebody that did the English channel. Chloe McCardell? I don't know. Has the new fastest time across the English channel. Kind of cool. I feel like that's not like a record that we keep track of. It's so. just a really, awesome. really cold swim is what it sounds like. Yeah, like pretty dangerous. Did she do the non-wetsuit or wetsuit? I'd have to look into that. I think a lot of those no people do no wetsuit. I think that's kind of like the thing. is the. like, oh, if you're going to do the English channel, you got to go no wetsuit, which just sounds cool. What, what are the water temps there? Absolutely insane. Purple? Oh. Purple. Just, yeah, negative yeah. 100. I have no idea. So cold. <laughs> Is that something you'd ever want to do, Maddie? Uh, I'm not super into super cold water because, you know, swimming is like 80 degrees. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So, no. Yeah. yeah. Gonna, no. Maddie's not that's exactly built no. like a pure cold water swimmer. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Um, going back to the real champ Bailey, um, they do have their own Strava account now. I, yes, he we, com- we, he commented on my, one of my rides this weekend. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, same here. And um, I think we've all followed him back. So mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. kind of curious. Any thoughts on who this person might be, or do we want to try? Are we allowed to make place? guesses right now? Because I've got a pretty good guess. Let's hold off. I think we might okay. be more. I have no idea. This okay. is this whoever this is doing this is doing a fantastic job. They're posting <laughs> really weird segments on Strava. So we are all clueless and good job keep it up there was a uh it's not a cornerback from the denver broncos that's the only thing that i've <laughs> that's what you're sure of there was a post <laughs> of them doing a stand-up paddleboard ride yeah. or uh-huh. on prune hill on prune hill <laughs> there's, there's, there's no water on prune hill <laughs> it was a it was a beautiful segment yeah it's a, that's it's got really the, funny the kom on the stand-up paddleboard on to, prune, yeah. top of prune hill I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Um, And then just one more quick note. Uh, Dove Erickson. Mm -hmm. Eric. Eric. Mm -hmm. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I will be reaching out to you. I know that you have sent me a message, and I will be sending you some more information very soon. Stay tight. uh, Sit sit tight. (laughs) I'm stumbling over my words here. (laughs) I'm trying to think about too many things. But um, things are finally settling down here at the lab, which is fantastic because Mm -hmm. I've got so much catching up to do, and it's going to allow me to do some catching up. So I will be getting in touch with you. There's a few things that you and I need to touch base on, and just wanted to thank you again for being a Patreon. If any of you listening would like to become a Patreon, go to dialpodcast.com. You will see the Patreon link there. You can click on that and go through and do your thing. We appreciate all of you, and thank you. Um, Next week, we will be doing another drawing. So uh, anybody who adds themselves as a Patreon between now and then will be a part of that drawing. Mm Kind of cool. Yep. Our topic for the day. You guys ready for this? The importance importance of our cycling family. And that can be just our friends and our our cycling community. It can also be our family family. Um, There's some of us that have the whole entire family, Maddie. Yeah, Maddie, your family definitely is supportive of your endeavors. Nels, you're out of luck. You have no one in your no one in your family that understands biking. Yeah, I'm the black sheep for sure. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, not for nothing, but that's me. But oh. sort of. Um, so, just want to kind of run through this. There's been a lot of things that have happened recently, and there's a lot of things um, that are going on in the cycling world. There's a lot of new people out there riding, and and I just wanted to kind of impress upon everybody that there is this cycling family, and in, like I said, it could be our immediate family, and it could just be the the people that we connect with on the outside of how important that is. Um, and I just want to run around the table and let everybody kind of speak their piece about this, and I've got a couple of little things to, to plug in and just go from there. So, um, Matt, what is a cycling family to you? So one of the things that I would definitely think about with this particular topic is just the situation where Alex had this little accident and we're all thankful that he's okay, but kind of the network that he has, which is awesome. Like you guys were there, you guys like immediately the message gets to Jake and to Evan and then Evan's on the phone calling and checking on people. It's nice to know that the group cares, you know? Um, And I noticed this a lot with pretty much any crashes that we have on the team. Uh, People are worried about you, which you know, it's, you know, you don't want a whole bunch of people worrying about you, but at the same time, it's a lot better than having no one worry about you. Exactly. So they're very mm-hmm. quick to act and react in an appropriate and positive way. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And I, I mean, everything from like, hey, we have this ice back 
pack thing, you know, yeah. and just being like, I'll bring this to your house and just all kinds of stuff like that, that the team does to just support each other when there is a problem, you know, or concussion protocols, right? Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. we're not born knowing this information and some, you know, we have no, to learn it at some point. A lot of this information is changing almost year by year, really. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, I think it's great to have any sort of support. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we have a pretty diverse team. There's, you know, coders on the team. There are mm-hmm. medical professionals on the team. There's engineers on the team. You know, there's people who are very handy with bikes on the team. There are people yep. who are not very handy bikes with the team. But, you know, there's there's a lot of people with different skill sets that help each other out. I remember when like Lance had his crash and the team, you know, I think Hanel mm-hmm. was like right oh, there yeah. with you guys. You have a doctor like, yep. right there. You have, yep. you have a doctor right there with you. And, you know, I it's just it's just nice to have people looking out for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. And it's not just when there's bad things happening, too. It's, sure. It's all kinds of situations and scenarios. Just think about you coming into the sport of cycling for the first time. I mean, having people there to kind of show you the ropes and help you kind of make the right steps. And, you know, if you're starting to look into maybe a little bike racing and you want to know, like, hey, what do I need to do? They can definitely point you in the right direction so that they can help you avoid missteps or mm-hmm. accidents or just bad things in general so yeah i get a question a lot of like hey i i want to get into cycling you know or usually it's triathlon because of the youtube channel but it's like how do i buy that first bike and i actually tell people like join a triathlon club yep. and mm-hmm. make friends with someone that's into biking and have them go with you to look at some of these used bikes because they're going to know right away like hey there's a crack in the carbon fiber frame here or like you know, you should haggle down 50 bucks because these tires are bare and you're going to have to buy new tires. Like it's yep. just things that we all take for Nate, like take for granted. Yep. You know, you don't know that stuff when you're new to the sport mm-hmm. and having a team or a club or whatever it is. Like there's a lot of people that are very passionate about cycling or bike components or yep. watches or whatever. And if you just reach out and ask people, they're happy to help you. Yeah. So, um, if you're not part of a team or a club, you know, definitely consider reaching out and joining a group. Yep. Absolutely. I've got a question for Nels. Nels, do you think you'd be riding bikes if it were not for your dad? Probably Ooh, not. No. What do you think you'd be doing? Uh, Rubik's Cube solving. <laughs> yes. World, uh, world class. You'd be world class at this point. I do have a lot of other hobbies that I'd probably pursue more, but in terms of sports, I'm not sure there would be anything else because I've never done like soccer or any of those other, you know, organized sports. team sports. Yeah. Just I wasn't really introduced to them at an early age and haven't had much interest in them. So it's yep. it's been great having my dad as a to introduce me to the sport and mentor me through it and be there to ride with me. So me flying at a little bit higher of a level, looking at this whole situation, I love the idea that your dad has instilled that in you because mm-hmm. yeah. it's fantastic for the cycling community. Just think about all of the things that you know you wouldn't have accomplished on yeah. the bike to date and think about the the cycling community having one or two less people in it that that's kind of saddening to me so the fact that your family can have that kind of influence on you which can ultimately have a a very positive influence on the cycling community Mm -hmm. as a whole is fantastic and i think for parents especially those that like to ride bikes make sure that you're you're taking the time to invest in your kids you know that's something that i don't want to say i'm guilty of not doing but my kids i can probably ride with them a lot more and um but for a long time they just weren't of age but they're starting to get there unfortunately my my oldest isn't into cycling at all like she tolerates it at a minimum and (laughs) she'll do it when i you know when we go on a family ride when we go on camping trips or something like that she was walking home the other day and i was like 
get your dad to get you a bike. And she was like, no, I don't like biking. <laughs> She's like, it's all uphill. I'm like, you could bike. You could do it. <laughs> anyway, well, she won't she, listen to me. Yeah, but like, She did do a ride with some of her friends, and she was kind of like saying, like, that was actually kind of fun. Yeah. And I didn't say anything because I didn't want to ruin it. But <laughs> and then Barrett, I saw Barrett bombing down the hill um, recently, and I was like, I'm going to talk to your dad and tell you you're going too fast. Like <laughs> such a grumpy old man. Like, you're going too fast, Barrett. <laughs> you yeah. damn kids. Uh, yeah. He loves riding bikes, and I love that. And I can go stud. on yeah. rides with him now, and it's like, all right, he's starting to get to that age now where he can go for more than a mile. It's like, all right, well, yep. let's go do 10 or 15 miles. And I remember you, Nels, not too long ago. Yep. You know, your dad got you a road bike, and we started with you riding, what, 10, 15, 20 miles. And yep. I can remember your first 50 mile ride out to Frenchman's bar and like you were just limping back. But yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I was quite ready for that, but, but yeah, memories. you did it, but you yeah. can crush that now. And there's, there's not much that you can't do. And you're what? 16 years old. Yep. That's awesome. It's cool because oh gosh, like, she's only 16. Jeez, as a dad, <laughs> as a dad on this side of the table, like you, it's nice to see what your dad has done and like worked with you and, you know, like got you a good bike and all these things and i'm like it's just nice to see that as kind of like a roadmap for what we could do with our kids in the future because it's something we're passionate about yeah absolutely and i love the fact too that um you cherish and 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 like the whole riding thing and you have a great bike and it's not something that a lot of kids these days just they want things they want to have all the things and then they get it and it's shiny for a few moments and then they just kind of put it away Mm -hmm. Your bike is not a garage ornament, as we refer to Absolutely. bikes that are just yeah. hung up in there to look at. You take it out, and you're riding regularly, and Get you've been doing that for a long time, and you are self-driven, and you've got initiative. You do that on your own, and that's fantastic. So I just a big kudos to you. I think that that's mm-hmm. fantastic. And, and Maddie, you're just you're the same. <laughs> next level. Yeah. Just Thank has you. a pair of goggles and running shoes, too. That's yeah. the only difference, yeah. No. Yep. <laughs> yep. Maddie's entire family, she's got a younger brother and both of her parents, they all go on these family, and your grandpa, too. I can't can't forget your grandpa. Yeah. You guys go on these like family rides and family ventures, and they seem like they're getting a little bit longer just by, like, you know. And I know that you're probably, like, chomping at the bit, like, I want to go faster, your, I want to go further, and all that Your little stuff, brother's starting to hang on a little bit more now, isn't he? Yeah, he definitely Over is. last year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's another great thing, another great example of, like, families getting together and doing this stuff. Um I love that. Are it's they fantastic. coming to a lot of the horseshoe things, like the whole family going out there? Oh, no. Just my mom normally comes because she has to drive me. Yep. But, like, mm-hmm. they just kind of like to cycle because my yeah. dad and my brother aren't really huge fans of swimming. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah, they don't like running that much either. So they were like, hey, yes. cycling. So I got them all. <laughs> so I got them all to get bikes. Family thread. So, yep. That's cool. Yeah. And they they would used, they used to go to all the Sunday long runs, uh, mm-hmm. lakeside long run. Yeah, thing, yeah, as so. a whole family. Yeah. yeah, we have to start bringing that. Did back. your mom swim when she was younger? Yeah, well, she was a diver. She was a, a diver. diver. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I thought I thought your mom had done something pool wise. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever do diving when you were younger? Uh, no. <laughs> There's too much coordination. Well, yeah, yeah, diving. <laughs> they don't have like a great option in our close area of vicinity. I think you yeah. have to go all the way to Oregon to find a good a spot that's got a good dive dive diving. Pool. Yeah, I don't see any like well diving around here in vancouver yeah i don't think Hmm. so something we need we should get something we do do you two find value in the cycling family that you have here whether that be your immediate family obviously i think you're going to say yes to that but just the cycling family of like the community of, of people that you've become friends with and go out and ride with on a consistent basis whether that be juniors or old people like us oh yeah definitely uh yeah 
uh, cycling is a great way to meet people because the rides are usually pretty long and you have nothing to do but talk or go hard and not talk. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it's fun. And Nels yeah. knows how to shut people up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I've gotten to meet a lot of great people who are my age and above my age and below my age. So, uh, yeah. I it's definitely Nels recommend is, that. Nels would never say this about himself either, but he's actually like really funny when whenever there's like an effort that starts. My favorite memories are like the comments that Nels will make throughout them. Like, I forget what, when we were at Mount St. Helens, Nels, yeah. and Nels very bravely held on to me and Mike for as long as he could. At, I always have to remember he's 16 years old, which just should be terrifying to anybody who's ridden a bike with him. But I forget what you said, like right when you popped off. But there was something where you were just like, I think I turned around to Mike and was like, want to pull? And Nels looked up and goes, no. And then just goes <laughs> off the back. <laughs> yeah, that was lights out for me. Yeah, Mike Mike was very, very impressed. That, that was also the day Nels beat Mike up a sprint, which oh, yeah. wow. Mike oh, won't yeah. admit because he says that I changed the finish line, but Nels beat him. Uh, See, we were neck and neck before that. You were going to so. smoke him. I, I did, Watching that breakdown go down, I was like, <laughs> oh my God, Nels is out sprinting Mike right now. This is terrifying. <laughs> I think what you'll learn as you continue to do sports into the future is that there's, and you probably already have noticed this, but like there's definitely this huge bond that you build with whoever you do a 50 mile ride with. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is like how I've had my best friends. It's like how, you know, oh yeah, you and JP, I mean, you, you, you yeah. think about all the mile hard miles you guys put in together. Oh yeah. yeah. That's it's, your, that's your running family right there. Like, right. So yeah. it's, it's long runs, it's long rides, mm -hmm. it's all these things, but you know, swim team, your best friends end up being these people that you kind of have these shared experience experiences with. And some of these harder experiences are even better. So, yeah. you know, I think that it can definitely shape your life. You know, I wouldn't have met my wife had it not been through doing sports. So it's amazing when you start to think about like, Oh, this has very much shaped my life. Yep. And mm -hmm. it, looks to me like it very much could shape all of your lives. So um, you really start to appreciate the sport, uh, but definitely the relationships that you build Absolutely. from the sport. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, What are some of the things that you have really taken from the cycling family around you? Um, things that you've learned, like some valuable lessons or just information or knowledge that you've downloaded from them? What are some things, yeah. some examples you can give us? Uh, well, there's lots of super just driven people who uh, train, you know, really reliably and consistently and that's super cool it teaches you about how to be consistent in sport and uh just how to have a great work ethic there's lots of people who are in very difficult professions and still somehow manage to balance that and family and writing and that's a super cool lesson about how you can uh, have balance in your life and just a lot of great friendly people you know who when you're riding with them and you're talking with them you really see just how you should be in general uh lots you know like uh, there's lots of people who you're talking to. You just feel welcome. Uh, Chris Hannell is one of them yep. who you're just talking oh, yeah. to him and you're, you just, you know, he makes you smile. And, uh, I know you yeah. never, you never think being at your age, right. That like a doctor and somebody as like successful in his career as he could be, could be really goofy on a bicycle and yeah. hang out with you and make you laugh. Yeah. But he he's, totally is. Yep. Very, very well-rounded person. One of the best people I know. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah he's hilarious. How about you, Maddie? Um, well, I have to say pretty much the same thing, but like you get to see the workouts that all these people do and it helps you like figure out what you need to do and like how you're going to change it to like fit you and like they help you with getting equipment and stuff and like give you advice on what to do and it's really helpful. I think that they can impart that sort of like knowledge to you. Mm -hmm. And that's just through 
you know, coaching some of the younger kids too. And I think that just Maddie, uh, you know, Elijah and Alex, definitely the, the thing that's cool with a sport like triathlon or a sport like cycling is you do get to learn how to coach yourself to some extent. And I think those are your best lifelong endurance athletes are the ones that took some ownership in their own coaching too, which, which you guys definitely have. And you, know, you guys always have great questions of like, why are we doing this type of build or why are we doing this or that? And if you learn those questions when you're young, it gives you this, this much better, like 10,000 foot view of the whole picture, which is good. And it's also good to realize at a young age too, that we all want to get faster young, but sometimes it's that, that long-term picture. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have any burning questions for some people sitting at this table with you who are part of your little cycling family? Burning question may be a little old term for them. Oh, <laughs> I'm dating myself. Huh? Well, I've heard that expression. Do you think here, here's a question. That's do you like, think we'll still be riding when they're our age? Oh, will I, will I still be wow. here? Jeez. Hold on. Let me you know what's nice is they'll have the option. In my seventies. God, I better yeah. still be riding by that point. That's not good if oh, I'm yeah. not riding You're, by that point. You better be. I'll, I'll be, I'll be 46, 47. Matt and I'll be in our, like, I'll yeah. be in my mid seventies. Yeah. Good God. I think you'll still be riding. <laughs> you won't be riding quickly, so, but you'll still be riding. I think, <laughs> I think there's some serious dangers to being 70 plus and riding. I mean, I think we should try it. I think we should go oh, for yeah, it. Sure. But like, you know, a fall at that age, you know, is yeah. dangerous. Who knows what the uh, medical technology will look like at that point at, in time, though? At that They'll point, we'll, have, They'll we'll, be, we'll be part bike. robot. We'll yeah. be cyborg yeah. cyclists. Yeah. It'll be great. Give yeah. me a shot of the whatever. The bike won't be able to fall over. Yeah. That's the thing. Is they'll, they'll have some centering thing in it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But any questions from you guys? Uh, I would ask just, like, if you could go back to your – what are some lessons that you've learned later in life that we, you wish you could have told yourself when you were younger? Oh, that's an awesome question. God, that's a good question. Okay, Nelson. so at sixteen, let's make it at sixteen. At 16. Think of yourself at sixteen. Yeah. So I was a state champion already at sixteen. I was a baller <laughs> already. And <laughs> I, um, so at that time, it's like just when you're learning, like, oh, you can train really hard. Like, I think you guys are picking that up right now, right? Where it's like your friends have no idea, right? If yeah. they were like, if they were to bike or swim or run or whatever, they'd have no idea like what it entails to be, to work that hard and be good. So yeah, that over a long period of time, you're going to be fantastic. Uh, let's start it, start to learn to listen to your body where it's like, is this an injury or is this an ache? And that's something that you're just going to have to learn through kind of like really kind of honing in on what I mean, ask questions for sure. Mm -hmm. But like, if this is an Achilles pain, like, okay, that might be something that I want to ease up on versus like, oh, my quadriceps are sore. Like yeah. there's just certain injuries that you want to kind of baby and other injuries where you're like, I'm fine. I can push through this. So that kind of learning that piece. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, um, one thing that I had, I would say that I had kind of maxed out my talent level with very massive amounts of training volume but I definitely didn't do things like pay attention to getting good sleep, pay attention mm -hmm. to eating well. And so Tostitos every day or like, like you know, Oh yeah. Like, things. Oh, the pizza <laughs> hut, right? Like this is, I mean, pizza's great food. Like I love Don't pizza, yeah, pizza uh, but lots of things like that where I think if I had just, you know, you change any of those things and you're talking about having a personal record, that's a couple seconds faster. And if for 50 free, you know, it's a big deal if you can be just that little bit faster yep. um, on cycling. When you're talking like a century ride, it's, you know, you start to think, oh, I don't, I don't know. But like for the shorter distances and all those things, all those seconds add up to winning or losing the race. And I wish I had done a couple of little things different that way. So mm -hmm. better sleep, better nutrition. You know, the training was good. I was doing very high volume. Um, I had 
you know, access to decent coaches. Uh, again, there was, there was less internet stuff. So we didn't have quite as much information about training at that time. And we didn't have all the recovery tools and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but but less outside pressure too at that time. But yeah, I mean, people, yeah. no one cared about running, right? Yeah. They were only cared about football and yeah. it was fine. It was yeah, great. You're in Alabama, uh, yeah. So it was, it was super cool time to be able to do all that stuff. Yeah. But I probably could have been a little bit tighter about all the little details. So mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff at that age that shapes you for the rest of your life that you don't realize is really happening at that moment. Um, and there's things that you can seek out as well that will help shape the rest of your life. For me personally, I would have, um, if I could go back and change just one thing about myself when I was 16 years old is go find a mentor. Um, my family, I have a great family. My parents were fantastic. They were always supportive of the things I wanted to do, but they're not the ones that introduced me to anything. I always did mm -hmm. things. I'm like, Oh, that sounds, sounds kind of fun. I remember like saying, Hey, can I play baseball? I've heard friends saying that they're playing baseball. Like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll sign you up for baseball. But it was never something that they had experienced before in their lives. It was never anything that they really um, were truly into. Like they would come and watch some of my games and all that stuff. And like anything that I wanted to do to get better at baseball, it was kind of on me. I didn't have somebody mentoring me or showing me like the steps or taking me to do the extra little bits of work and effort. Um, fast forward to my high school years when I'm eight or seven, 17, 16 years old, however you kids are. <laughs> uh, I can remember that when I was playing baseball in high school, again, doing everything on my own accord, we had a, a sports period where when we were out of season, we had to basically do whatever the normal physical education stuff was. Mm -hmm. And I can remember, and I think I've told this story before, that um, we would have to run twice a week. And the runs were usually three miles-ish long. Wow. My baseball coach at one point in time when we did this Thanksgiving turkey trot thing, it was like, I think it was like a four-mile run or something like that, or maybe it was like a 5K or something, whatever it was, mm -hmm. went up and bet the cross-country coach that his center fielder could beat the entire cross-country team. I'm the center fielder, by the way. <laughs> so they had this whole thing going on, and sure enough, I beat the entire cross-country team. And this is at a time where I'm like, I'm just about baseball, but I, I'm like, well, maybe I'm kind of good at this endurance sports thing, but I, I kept really pushing towards the baseball side of things where I was a good baseball player. I probably could have played in college if I wanted to, but um, I was more into school and internships and all that other stuff. And I kind of dabbled a little bit in bike riding, a little bit in mountain biking. And I was that kid when I was your age that I would get on my mountain bike and I would ride 15, 20, 25 miles by myself because nobody else wanted to go with me. They thought that I was dumb and stupid and like, why would you do that? I'm like, cause it's fun, you know? And like, I had all of these like signs that are showing like, all right, you can be a decent endurance athlete. Now I was never going to be on the tour or anything like that, but I could have gotten into cycling at a much earlier age mm -hmm. and could have experienced a lot more from that. And I think I would have taken a whole heck of a lot more away from getting into cycling than I would from baseball because baseball, you've got an expiration um, date yep. on that. That's much, much, much sooner than yeah. say cycling. Like we have people mm -hmm. on our team that turned 70 this year still out racing yeah. you know yeah. and it, they're racing yeah. against their peers and whatnot so i mean Guys still, strong into their 50s yeah. very strong in their swimming's 50s, yeah. tricky like that right i mean it really is hard after collegiate swimming to do a lot more yeah definitely mm -hmm. but i like it's super awesome to oh, see yeah. like there's a couple the master swimmers, the master yeah. swimmers. Mm -hmm. yeah they yeah. swim in the lanes next to us sometimes right. and it's amazing because they're like Those ones keeping like up with like the best swimmers <laughs> right and it's yeah, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. No, you I can. Like, you I'm can, like, I want to do that. You can like, swim for like life. When you get for to sure. Matt's age, yeah. which is just so old, and it's like <laughs> amazing that he can even put the cap on his head still. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get confused easily. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I do this master swimming group, and it's fantastic. I love the masters team and stuff like that. But at the same time, that really competitive swimming stuff, I feel like 
yeah. I mean, you're either after college, it's like, well, if you're not going to the Olympics, there's not that mm-hmm. easy avenue like yeah. there is for running, right? Like you can really do something with running after college. Yeah. And cycling and actually cycling. gets more yeah. competitive in my opinion. In triathlon this. especially. And that's where, I mean, Jake, you competitively didn't get into cycling until... What you were mid thirties? Mid thirties. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was years after oh, after yeah. that th- those early signs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I started a business when I was twenty five years old, yeah. and that ate up a lot of my time. Got yeah. married like right before I turned thirty, and then had mm-hmm. kids, and life started to settle down just a tiny bit. And like that's when I really started getting into cycling. Yeah, and it's I've always had that competitive itch. And I've always wanted to be, you know, doing stuff competitively. I was playing a lot of like men's slow pitch softball. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but that stuff gets that stuff super, gets super competitive. <laughs> I've treated a couple oh, of those yeah. patients. Those guys there was, take that very seriously. There was a streak yeah. of about three or four years where I was playing more men's slow pitch softball games than the professional baseball players would play. We're, I was playing between yeah, 107 play like eight games a day. I was averaging about 175 to 180 games a year. Jeez, that's so crazy. It was pretty nuts. But um, how much more fun is cycling than that? I, well, they're different. They're they're completely different beasts. Yeah. But I, the the benefit that I get from cycling far outweighs playing <laughs> men's slow pitch softball. Now, Nels, do not go to men's slow pitch softball. I will I, never forgive I you. If you go to- <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I was playing center field, yeah. and so like you're running all the time. Those are my, all the my, my time. I played in one of those leagues. And, they're competitive, and you know, I, not for nothing. But I used to be pretty quick. I don't know how fast I can run a forty now, but in my heyday, I was a four six forty. Yeah. You know, and I was you know strong and all that other stuff. So I was playing center field, running a lot, and then like you can have one runner per inning and i would usually always go out and run for the person that was injured when they got on base so yeah you're you get up in an inning you're running for yourself you're running for somebody else and then you're playing in the outfield like it, you get to the end of a tournament and you're done i mean you're yeah. talking about an all-day affair you've played you know three four five games that day and you've just been sprinting all day long and that there's a lot of work there but that's not the way that it always is so yeah. when i think about like the benefit that i get from cycling and the the quality of people i'm not to say that there's not bad or good not good people in, in soccer but it's just the quality of people in cycling those, those people that's my tribe those are those are my people right there so mm-hmm. i really connect yeah. well with them so um you know there there's there's a lot of benefit to this whole cycling thing it's it really is so but to go back and, and say though one, one more last time is finding a mentor mm-hmm. for me would have been fantastic if somebody said hey you've got the ability to be a pretty good fill-in-the-blank cyclist and maybe that would have shaped the way that i you know kind of treated myself through the my 20s and my 30s and and you know maybe i could have like maintained a really lean weight maybe i could have been really competitive in, in my 20s and, and maybe done something like just here at the, the national level so yeah. mm-hmm. that would have been pretty neat but yeah. i didn't really discover it until it was on my own and it was more of a, a function of like all right the baseball softball thing started to taper off we had kids got married my wife thought she was betty crocker made all kinds of cakes and pies and whatnot and guess who ate them all me and i got way too heavy i'm like all right we got to change some stuff here so i got back on the bike and i used that as my my vehicle if you will to get yeah fit and um slowly but surely got back down to my fight and weight and yeah. started getting into it a little bit more and then started doing more mountain biking and then mountain bike racing came along and then road racing kind of came along because i got on the road bike to get fit for mountain bike racing and fell in love yep. with that as well and it's just this big whole story i want to be able to be that person to connect with that person at a young age or give that person a young age that doesn't know that they're a fantastic cyclist the ability to become a fantastic cyclist or triathlete mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. 
then and kind of create that 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 conduit into the sport for them and support them so yeah absolutely one thing you mentioned like the mentor piece like i think it's nice that maddie has evan you know to see like hey you're you're way overstating me trust me no uh, (laughs) it's it's not that it's the i'm not saying that you're like world's greatest person you know i'm just saying not even top right not Not top five not not even top but but what you do one thing you know from a mentor perspective is that you at least are very open about your own personal training and mm. you don't hide anything. No. And no. so like, I think no. one thing that's extremely valuable is seeing how hard you have to work to be a pro triathlete. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. her being able to see that is going to be huge yeah. for Nell's like, it's a little more tricky because I don't have, you know, someone, you know, all the tour riders are gone right now. They're in Europe. So we don't have <laughs> someone yeah, here yeah, for you all to racing go in France. chill out with. <laughs> But, but but you do have some people on on the cycling team that you can yeah. look at and you're like you know yeah. I mean the best examples would be like Tonk when Tonk was building up a lot of his training you know yep. somebody's closer or maybe age. like Robert you know because he's kind of at that example. professional level Absolutely, and yeah. if you ever want to pick his brain you have access to all these people so yeah. you yeah. could be, even be like hey can you walk me through like one of your training weeks what does it look like yeah. because yeah. that's super when I was your age I was like. I want to yeah, see yeah. that's exactly that's, the kind of stuff that I want to see. That's the cool thing about Strava is you can't, you that's can't true. see what they're that's doing. True. Yeah. You know, that's what true. the workouts are looking I, like. I actually stuff. think being open on Strava, I, it really bothers me that some pro triathletes aren't yeah, open yeah. on Strava because to, to, to me, it is more that, that guidance for people like both of you here that are, that are young, very, very strong athletes that want to get some guidance from that. And that's triathlon, especially is a really, I mean, Matt, Matt, knows better than anybody. It's a very strange sport to train for <laughs> because every triathlete, as Maddie knows, comes from a different, what should be a different training focus. Mm. So, you know, if you were like Nels, if Nels was to tell me tomorrow, like, I only want to focus on triathlon, you don't have to tell me that Nels, but you know, if you do, we're ready for it. But that training, Maddie and Nels training plans would look so different because Nels is not going to be able to swim nine hours hard every single week <laughs> but he'll see <laughs> but he'll see twice the improvement on swimming oh exactly that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nels, Nels would chop down the times a lot maddie's so fast right now we're talking like a second or two improvement yeah. per year marginal so gains. very marginal gains at that point yeah but no it's it's go, go, going to your question for me so when, when i was 16 the only thing i really cared about i think was like i just quit skateboarding if i remember right <laughs> i was still hanging out with some friends who probably weren't good for me and I only thought I was going to ever be good at soccer. I was terrible at soccer. I was really, really bad at soccer. He's a pretty good soccer player. No, no, no. I was, I was a, at best, I literally used to wake up, lift in the morning, run, and play hours of soccer every single day to be slightly average. I mean, we're talking, <laughs> we're talking as much hours as I put into triathlon right now into soccer. And it was, I could never figure that sport out. I was a D3 bench warmer in college. <laughs> like, and bench warmer is a strong word. I literally think the only reason I stayed on that team in college was because the coach was like, ooh, this looks really bad if I like cut the one kid who actually shows up to everything and sets up all of our indoor trainings right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can't cut him, but I definitely can't dress him because he's awful. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, I wish I had had at 16 somebody around me like you guys do where it's like somebody to be like, hey, you're really bad at soccer. Like you, you need to figure that out. You should probably try distance running because you're a whole lot better at it, but never really, you know, I just always distance ran because I was always around people who did it. Yeah. But I think that the, the, the the cool thing with the juniors right now and the family that they have around them is that's an easier transition to make because you're not like Jake was saying, going off by yourself. Cause 
in Ohio too, much like Bama. <laughs> it's much like Bama. I mean, <laughs> if you if you weren't playing football on Friday, nobody cared. Yeah. Or this kind basketball. Of bas- basketball. In yeah. Ohio, we love basketball. Yeah. yeah basketball, basketball was big was at my high school. But I couldn't school. jump, and my forty was not quick. So yeah, that I, really narrowed my options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah, I remember having like this like. What do, what do they call the home, the rallies, you know, for some basketball game? Or oh, something yeah, like that. yeah. Pep and they like rally. brought me down, uh-huh. a pep rally, thank you. Yeah. And they brought me down. Oh, okay. And they were, and I was like, <laughs> why do you want me to come out here? Like, no idea what they were wanted from me. And they were like, you're a state champion. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. no, you shouldn't care because no one, no yeah. one cares. Yeah. They're just and like, was, just pumping up the basketball team. They're like, we just had an eight and eight season. Woo. And by the way, Matt, is that your name? LaGrandi? Okay. Go ahead and come down Grand, here. Real with quick. an E on the end, like <laughs> oh. the city in Oregon. Oh, you thought you were going to do a speech. No, no, no. No, here's no, your no, medal. No. Yeah, go back up there. Yeah. No, no <laughs> Can one you cares. kick? Can you kick? Nobody cares. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> Maddie, what is your question? Um, I wanted to know what like what focus of your life or what part of your life you'd wished you focused on at like our age, like athletics cool. or school or social life, or like what part do you wish you'd spent more time on? God, you guys That's are a tough really question. good questions. For, for me, it's not just one, but keeping balance between yeah. the three. I think that's, you need to have all three. But finding the balance is going to be the big thing. For me, I started to sway a lot more towards the social part of it with like going out and doing stuff with my friends and maybe took a little bit of um, you know time out of the whole bank of like being an athlete and being a better student. I could have done much better. And yeah. I, I should have been more challenged that way. But again, my parents were great, but I was never challenged that way. I was never held to standards. Just like, yeah. hey, I'm going to go out. Like, All right, see ya. I didn't, didn't have like a curfew and didn't say be home at this time or check in. Did you get all your homework done? Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm such a hard ASS with my kids because I didn't have that necessarily with mine. But um, I don't For me, it's just the balance component. So I think all of us are going to say balance because we wouldn't say, I mean, looking back, yeah, I probably should have focused more on grades because I was just didn't care. <laughs> uh, but like, especially when I was in college, I did care about grades and, yeah. um, and it was, and it, the joke, the running joke was between me and my best friend who was a, another collegiate runner was like, you can have two things up in the air yeah, and then you like can be some, good at two things. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you're either going to have a girlfriend or you're going to have great grades. good grades yeah. or your running's going to be going great. And like one of those things is not going to be going well. And so that was always the case. And we were like, what's the two that's, what two things are going okay? We would just kind of touch base on a weekly yep. basis. Or it kind of ratchets down on old Lance's old, like you can do three things. So uh, Lance, but yeah, right. I think that that's even more appropriate because the, yeah. the amount of time that you're putting into those things, it's like one of those things is going to fall to the side. Right. Mm-hmm. And really like the study stuff should not be allowed to drop. Right. And so it's, you know, it would be girlfriend gets mad at you because you spend too much time running or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, or, yeah. um, don't have a girlfriend. I'm running great. Like it was just like <laughs> things like that was just the, very, the PR in every week. there's a way you can solve that problem. I'll just find a girlfriend who runs so that you can, there it you doesn't, yes, it doesn't exactly. work. No. <laughs> well, it all seems great until, you know, whatever it, we won't get into it, but like, <laughs> oh, there's a story there. There's definitely all kinds of stories, but I just think that you guys will always be struggling with that balance but you're not alone because everyone will be, yeah. you know, don't let the grade slip because, you know, ultimately there's a 99% chance that you're probably not going to be a professional athlete when you're, you know, 30. 
there's a pretty good chance that you're mm-hmm. going to be a professional something else, a doctor or doctor, lawyer or a doctor. dentist. It's a whole or lot more stable than professional travel. Do the dentist <laughs> thing. Where's Lance? Where's Lance? <laughs> Seriously. I'm no. gallivanting around Where's the world. Lance? seems to be doing pretty well. Where's Lance right now? Is he in the middle of nowhere yeah. with rethink, all of his bikes? Rethink the physical therapy <laughs> thing, but the dentist thing's looking pretty good right dentist, now. <laughs> dentist looks like a good choice. <laughs> Evan, do you want to speak to this whole thing? Matt, Matt kind of shut it down real quick, but... You've yeah. got a pretty solid significant other in your life who oh, yeah. shares oh, yeah. a lot of the same like passions that you do yeah. and she, her training is just nuts right now and mm-hmm. yeah it's true like could you yeah. be with somebody who wasn't a triathlete would they put up with you and your oh, I've tried. 25 hours a week <laughs> <laughs> um I'll t- <laughs> a little bit older than what you guys were and I'm definitely not going into details but when I was in college um I definitely went through some relationships where it was what, what, what are you doing today? Oh, going for a five-hour ride and then running for an hour? Well, we were going to go, you know, do things like beach volleyball and fun things. And yeah. be like, oh, okay, I'll go and meet you guys after. And then I never would. Yeah. So, and then they get angry at and, you. Uh, yes. <laughs> there was a, so, so I think if if I was to, to, to go back to that time and say, like, okay, what did I want to balance better? It was actually more choose things that are going to complement other parts of your life. So the best example is you can juggle three things like like Lance says you can. There's going to be varying percentages of that. Like you may hit swim season and you're like swim is going to take about sixty percent of my like you know time. Grades are always going to take that thirty. Social is going to have to take a backseat for a little bit. Yeah. When social takes a, a backseat, or when school takes a small backseat, or when training takes a small backseat, just make sure that you've surrounded yourself with people that understand that. Because if you do what I did in very small town, rural Ohio, and had a lot of friends who were good people, but definitely did not understand those requirements. And this is a little bit older than what you guys were, but their weekends were looking way more different than I was waking up at 6 a.m. for training, as Matt knows. And there's no one else doing Alabama University. Usually kids are not waking up at 6 a.m. for training. So there's as long as you're putting people around you that understand that it's going to make your life so much easier. And they don't have to be sports people. I used to have, what was interesting is like, I was friends with all these musicians and we always had this, like, are you, how are you making progress on like living the dream? What's living the dream? Living the dream is for me, it was like making money, doing road races and, you know, like scraping by. Right. And for them, Mm -hmm. it was like, we're selling records and we're going to these late night shows. And it was like, are you living the dream? And we were best friends because it's like we had this shared piece that was the same thing, mm-hmm. but very different. Yeah. But so put people around you that are driven to do something. Yeah. It doesn't matter see, what it is. It yeah. could be art. It could be Absolutely. school. It could be anything. The more people you put yourself around that don't share that drive, that's when you're going to start feeling guilty for things you don't need to be feeling guilty for. Yeah. Which you, is tough. Yeah. You should not feel guilty for like wanting to study on a Saturday night and train. If you find yourself around friends who make you feel guilty about that a lot, probably need to find new friends. That's just shuffle the deck. Shuffle yep. the deck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good questions, you guys. Great Thank questions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any other yeah. questions before we move into this uh, last little part here? I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. There were a few questions that I had received um, from somebody who might be related to you, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's a couple questions of that that I wanted to go ahead and touch on. And, and if there are any other questions in there that you specifically want us to address, um, we'll do that. We're going to do this quickly. Um, the first question was around safety. Do you use lights when riding? If so, on the front or the rear or and or both red and white and flashing and solid and all that other bit. So um, my response to that question is, is I used to not have a flashing light on the front of my bike almost ever unless I knew I was going to be riding at dusk. And I always try to have some sort of flashing red light on the back um, just so the cars could see me from behind. 
I almost find it's just as important now from a, an experience that I went through mm -hmm. to have that little blinky flashy light on the front because you would be amazed at how far away you can see that light. Um, just when you're out riding next time, just pay attention to the cyclists going the other way who have them and who don't and see which one you notice first and most uh, furthest away. Now put yourself into the mindset of a motorist. Um, motorists are not to be trusted ever <laughs> for any reason at <laughs> all and always enemy. assume that they are going to do the absolute worst thing to you and you want to do everything you can to get their attention and say, hey, right here, yeah. please don't hit me. So um, I always make sure now to ride with us a little tiny little nog flashy light on the front. Uh, usually lasts for about three hours and when I'm going on longer rides, I need to have an alternative to that, but I'll work on that. But um, long story short, the little uh, blinky light on the front, all, every single ride, and then the um, the flashing red light on the back is going to be my Garmin radar, the Varia radar, which is fantastic because it shows me when the cars are coming up behind me and I can get as far over to minimize the chance that I'm going to have some sort of physical interaction with them that I don't want to have. Um, so that's me personally. What about you, Matt? Nevin? I think helmets are lame. They make you look like a dork. <laughs> uh, this is lights. why I look like a dork with my helmet. I've, I've always bought a lime green helmet, like the brightest, most obnoxious bright. green helmet. No, yeah. all jokes mm -hmm. aside, I mean, I'm, I'm going to recommend front light and a backlight. I usually mm -hmm. use a constant front light as opposed to um, blinking. I uh, need to get a front light Not for any reason. Yeah. I think it's worth it. I think mm -hmm. it's definitely worth it. I think your, your huge visibility... And some of those front lights, if you get a good one, they're like so strong and mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to race with it. So, yeah. you know, like when you're racing, it's totally different. We're, you know, if we're going to go strip everything down and we're going to go like race helmet or whatever it is that we have, we're going to kind of get our setup completely set up for races. So, but for training, who cares? Like, mm -hmm. go ahead, look like, you know. Who cares what you know, put lights yeah. all over the thing? Christmas tree rolling down Christmas the road. Christmas tree. Down tree down yeah. I mean, make yourself visible. That's my opinion, yep. and I get flack for it a couple of times. I'm like, oh man, nice bike. You got a whole bunch of junk on there, and mm -hmm. I'm just like, whatever. You know, yeah. like it's a training ride. It doesn't matter if there's there's extra so many drag. lights that are super effective now that are so like low profile, yep. and you just don't even notice them other than the fact that they're shining. Like you, like when you walk by the bike and they're not turned on, you just don't notice them. Mm -hmm. So yep. um, I when know, I started in the mornings, I used to clip one on my back. Yep. I had one on the back of my bike and then one on the back of my back pocket. And having yeah. both of those blinking from my buddy told me was actually like pretty good. Yeah. Bro. And you can get, he called it annoying, but I was like, good. Okay. That's you perfect. can get yeah. lights, <laughs> you know, up higher up on your helmet, which yeah, I think are yeah. good. You can yeah, either just take, you cool. can take a light and just mm -hmm. attach it to your helmet, which I think are fantastic. Or you can get helmets that have built in lights. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. a good option. I just don't well. ride when it's not good visibility anymore. Yeah. To be completely honest. I, well, I, you do a lot of indoor I look stuff. back when I was a little bit older than them when I was 19, yep. the stuff I did at that time, I wish I could hit myself over the head with what, you know, <laughs> right now in the middle of nowhere during the winter. It's like, yeah. now we, I'm like, if it's even slightly foggy, I'm like, man, we're on the trainer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you Actually, two using lights? Uh, yeah. My dad just got me the Garmin Varia radar. Correct. Yeah. yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's a yep, good one. It, you know, shows cars behind you and there's a little visual that shows how close they are. So you can tell when they're about to pass. So that's really cool. And after Alex's uh, interaction with the car, I'm also wearing a flashing front light. Okay. Uh, okay cool. It's pretty chunky. I might want to get a slightly smaller one because sure. it's like a full on flashlight that you can use when it's completely yeah. dark out. Yeah. That's what so, I used to have too. They're great. Yeah. Just who cares if it's chunky? Just roll yeah. with it. Yeah. It's so. It works fine. So that's, those are the two lights I use. Maddie, what about you? Um, well, I used to not wear any lights because yep. I didn't like them. But then one of my friends got hit by a car. 
So okay. I got a back light because my parents were like, you have to wear a light now. Yeah. And then Alex got hit by a car and then I got another light. So I got okay. the front light. So How many? Yeah, now you're going to have like 40 <laughs> lights and a whole bunch of friends that are beat up. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully um, mention the Garmin Varia. I'll, I'll maybe send your mom a message, but like that Varia radar is really nice because you can see there's like three cars behind you, not just one. And so don't slide out. And so there's just mm-hmm. little things yep. and it beeps at you and you think it's something that you could just do with a mirror or you could do with whatever do without it i you know you're used to turning your head around but it's just nice to have that radar i do not like riding without it so no, i feel naked without it yeah i'm on my second one of those at this point and my old one still works i just want my wife to use it when she commutes to wherever work so nice. i don't know cool um the second question that i saw here that i thought was kind of cool was um fears it was around fears and says did you have any fears as you were learning to race in cycling and i thought that was a, a neat question um, a lot of my fears were really geared around just getting dropped or not being able to perform. Or in my case, I was so freaking competitive. I was having fears of not finishing in like, uh, like, at, you know, winning the race or like finishing yeah. on the podium. So those were my fears. And then as I kind of got older and raced a little bit more, I'm like, not that, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. It's really dials back to like two things, like how well did I prepare myself for the race? And how well did I play the race out? Did I do stupid stuff that caused me to not being able to, to perform? So um, I, I was really confident in my ability levels, but um, I have had one crash that kind of, I don't know, that that for me now is, and I'm not talking about getting hit by the car, but I'm talking about I got my Cat 2 upgrade. I did my first Cat 1-2 mm-hmm. race, and I got crashed out uh, by some people doing some stupid stuff about a hundred, hundred meters out from the finish line. And, and that kind of sucked. And, and now I kind of have a, an adversity to road racing because of that. Um, not that I'm not going to go do it, but because my body is becoming a little bit more frail from being hit by a car, mm-hmm. um, that I do have some fears and I have to work through those things. And I have to remind myself that doesn't happen every single race. And I also have to remind myself that, um, in general, anything that I've had to do with respect to, to riding a bike and, and hurting myself, I've always healed up and been fine to boot. Um, the, the whole car thing has been a little bit more of a long road to recovery, but um, I have to just remind myself that I always heal up and I will always get better. And it's it's a part of the sport. It's inevitable that it's going to happen at some point in time. Was, it could be as simple as just a little wash out, slide out, fall down kind of thing, or you get mixed up in a big giant pile, but, um, it's part of the sport. It's going to happen. And once you can kind of like just swallow that and be at peace with it and do all of the things that you can do to protect yourself, um, it's just not something that you should necessarily worry about, but it, it, you, you, you shouldn't like just totally like say it's not going to happen and not totally worry about it, but just know that you're going to be okay. Yeah. And I think fear is good. I mean, mm-hmm. I think fear is going to keep you safe. Yep. Usually all of us get into like that race situation where it's really tight and we turn off that fear part and we're like, just kill it, you know? And that's a little dangerous because again, mm-hmm. probably when you're thinking about that finish line with a hundred meters to go, you weren't really thinking of, I mean, I'm sure you were like worried about crashes, but at the same time, you're like, I want to win this race. That was the furthest thing from my mind. Yeah. I was, oh, yeah. I was so excited that I was you're after 72 miles, I was in it and like, I can see the finish line and it's a long, flat, yep. straight sprint. Just everybody, mm-hmm. they, they just opened up for both lanes and, and I was in Looked a good, good spot and there was. I don't know just people up at the very front that started to kind of get into their sprint mode and they were throwing too much lateral movement out there. They hooked up with each other, went down and I had nowhere to go and I hit them going 35 miles an hour and that yeah. was it. That was done. So I think your competitive nature will dull some of the fear for sure. But at the same time, 
Yeah. Fear is good. It's yeah. good to be scared. I would almost, you know, expect the person in front of you to do something dumb. Like yeah. I'm always thinking like, hey, I still need to be able to see a sliver of the road. I need to be able to visualize this in case this person does something dumb or this car does something dumb. Yeah. Like always expect that car yeah. to do something that they shouldn't. And fear is good. This you is know? why you should always try to win road races <laughs> with <laughs> solo breakaways. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so that or my point was be on a good team with a good lead out train that you know that you could trust. trust. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, now I was just, the only just, one on my team in that be race. Be the so. Tony Martin. Just get on the front and try to get away. And if it doesn't work, spit out the back. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I've you, kind of found my fears have kind of reversed themselves from two different things from when I was a, uh, mm-hmm. just starting out in the sport. Uh, when I first started, I wasn't really caring about finishing because I, you know, just started. So there's not really, yeah. I didn't have very much pressure for myself yet, which was good. But the pack riding was terrifying. I remember for the yeah. Kings Valley Road Race, that was my first big pack, and I didn't eat or drink a drop the entire time and got dropped at the end. Yeah, because I was just, you know, scared the whole time. Absolutely, and I, I didn't mm-hmm. go down, but you know, it's obviously scary your first time in a big pack. But then yeah. as I've had more pack situations and group rides throughout the years, that's been less scary to me. And then the competitiveness has been the more fear of like failing because now you've been doing it for a few years. And if yeah. you know, you have less of an excuse for yourself, you don't have the, you know, I just started this as an excuse for not finishing well. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. How about you, Maddie? Um, well, I used to like refuse to draft off of anybody. Like I wouldn't get within like five feet of anybody that I like, mm-hmm. really, really knew. And mm-hmm. then now I'm like, within two inches of like complete strangers <laughs> you just have to like completely forget that you're gonna crash and you just have to hope that like oh gosh I hope I don't fall over and but that's only in racing like I'll be like much more careful when I'm like training and stuff but once yeah. you get racing you just gotta go for it mm-hmm. well your first handful of road races I remember this pretty fondly it, it was just you <laughs> you, you <laughs> yeah, rode away right. from the field that's so true. you didn't really have much to be worried about other than the best like, way to bike race <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does my hair look good for the finish? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Maddie had time to probably like change jerseys and like, yeah. you know, shore up and then go. Yeah. <laughs> so you did really well. And then I do remember out at Portland International Raceway, you did, you were racing in the juniors. And then um, I encouraged you and your mom to stop racing with the juniors because you were just basically, again, doing a lot of solo riding. And I wanted you to have that experience of riding in a group. And I wanted you to have the experience of riding with some people that might give you a little bit more competition. Mm-hmm. And I remember you went out and you rode with the four or fives. And you did really well. Um, they, you hung with them all the way to the very end. I think they might have got you with some sprint stuff. Then you came back and you did it again, and it was a bigger group this time. But you didn't know at the time that they had actually taken the four or five women and they combined it with the one, two, three women. So it was a bigger field, and she didn't know that there was all <laughs> these like cat one twos. These these women are like just animals on the bike. They're oh, yeah, super right. strong. They're, and <laughs> they're doing the race. And I remember they were like not picking on you, but like, Hey, dial girl or whatever, get up there in the front, <laughs> do your poles. And she was like taking like commands from all of them. And she was doing that stuff and she hung with them. She did really well until the very end when they just got up and they just sprinted. And she's like, wait a second, what's going on here? How come they did this? How come I can't keep up with them? But what she didn't know was she was racing against some of the best in the area. Yeah. And she held her own for the most part. And at the time you were 14, yeah, I couldn't figure out why they kept making me go in the front. <laughs> They're picking on you because they probably heard yeah. the you Yeah, because they knew that you were 14. They're like, she's not going to ask a question. Just get her up in the front. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a similar experience at PIR where I got in a breakaway with a guy who had like come from cyclocross and he was super strong. And he, he won the state champs, but he was in the 4.5s because he hasn't sure. been racing there any long. And I got in a breakaway with him in like a 4.5 race, and it was just us. And then as we were coming to the finish line, he was like, take your last pull. Come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> encouraging me to go on, and I didn't. So. Good. There you go. Yeah. Did you get him? Did you get him? I did not. <laughs> mm-hmm. I Do you remember who it was? 
no. Was that the guy? It may have been the guy who was at Silverton last year too. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry. He outsprinted Nate and Mike too, so you're pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that might have been my second race too. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, very cool. Anything else? Anything else you guys want to touch on this whole topic? Family stuff, junior stuff, questions in general? No? All right. Let's put that to bed. Let's jump into one last thing. So this is a spot where you get a chance, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know this, that you get to just talk about anything. It's your little one last thing. I'll let you guys think of those while we run around the table. We'll Thank start you. with Mr. Matt yep. over here. And I always say the same thing. Oh, yeah, so we, we never really remember. So no. go. Yeah. I always say the same thing. And it's go watch the video. Go watch the Iron Man. Yeah satire video i'll probably mm-hmm. post something else new this week maybe a watch review but the iron man video is like two minutes or three minutes it's pretty short so mm-hmm. and it's funny hopefully you will laugh mm-hmm. and if you don't laugh and you're angry write me a long letter then come on <laughs> mail it to matt at dialed uh-huh. the dialed endurance lab send an email to iron man about how <laughs> angry you are about matt's video oh no don't do that <laughs> I'm curious to see how that uh, pans out. Matt's over here, like taking on Trek and taking on Iron Man. Uh, Who, who's next? Who's gonna fall next? Yeah, yeah seriously. Dialed endurance lab. <laughs> next. Yeah. No, I'm supposed to talk to Trek again at some point about their, you know, stems and how you're not supposed to put weight on them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll cool. see how that goes. Mr. Price, one last thing. Uh, I'm going to be up in Bellingham for a basically solo race on Sunday. Oh, yeah. This is that hilly loop. It's like 56 miles or something. There's a buddy of mine up there who I've trained with when I go up to Bellingham. And we're just going to do basically, there's like a small little Bellingham triathlon club that's putting on a a swim by yourself. And then you bike up this mountain and then you do this trail run in the middle of nowhere up a mountain. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm not even sure if it's like much of a trail from what David's telling me. It's like. I think we may just be running in the woods during the run. Like, I'm not sure if this is that much marked of a trail. He was like, oh, it's going to get really rocky at some points. Like, you, that does not sound like a trail to the me. Pro- the problem for you is there's, you know, you can't go off the front because you have no idea where you're going. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that's, it's, it's just going to be me and David trying to find the route. Okay. Because it's just like basically a route with like, go and try to find it. see Derek while you're up there? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. Cool. Yeah. Well, David's, uh, Derek's been riding a lot of mountain bikes yeah, lately, mountain which bike is very cool. Tell everyone I said hello. I will. Get after it this weekend. Yep. Cool. Um, Nels, you got one last thing you'd like to share with us? Okay. Yes, I do. Uh, you can uh, make it two if you need to as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just got one. Um, Maddie and I are going to be doing a relay next week. <laughs> <laughs> relay. It happens. Uh, it happens to all of us. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Uh, we're going to be doing a relay next weekend. Uh, I'm going to be doing a 12 mile bike, I guess, or 20 K. Oh, wow. Oh, so cool. I might have to ask for the clip on arrow bars again, Jake, sure. that I borrowed for last year. Yeah. Might make me a little bit faster. Uh, Yep, that's it for me. And then Matt is doing the swim and the run, right? Yes, yep. I there am. You go. What? Yep. So, is this part of a race kind of thing? Like it's a, a virtual race, yeah. Is it for Hag? Is it Hag yeah. Lake? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Hag gotcha. Lake. Yeah. Where are you guys gonna do this stuff? Ooh, I haven't decided. I was thinking maybe the Jack Frost course. Yes, that would be it's great. Just a That'll 20k loop. Twelve. That I've done the only yeah. problem is the swimming. Ooh. Yeah. Swim downstream. Wait, swim downstream at Frenchman's. Get your <laughs> fastest swim time, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, you I like swimming there. Yeah. Do you have to do them all three in a row, or can you like stop and drive somewhere else? I have no the idea. Swim and the bike have to be close, and then the bike and the run can be far apart. I think. This is the great thing with virtual. Is you don't have to tell anybody. You no. can just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I can tell you right now, the Y Racing Company, they're gonna be like, whatever. Yeah. 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 They don't care. Yeah. They're great people. They're yeah. I don't think Chris is gonna get too mad at you there. No. <laughs> Maddie, one last thing. Um. I would just like to say for Alex, 
that we have to do it again and he has to be able to come because he was very very upset this morning that he was not allowed to come oh Oh, on the podcast Mm -hmm. yes he really really wanted to come he did Mm -hmm. yes he was very angry that he was not allowed to (laughs) (laughs) well maybe we can do another special episode where it's just the juniors we can kind of let you guys come in here and do something i've got some ideas so we'll we'll talk we'll figure something out and they're way more interesting let you guys host your own show (laughs) that might be kind of fun yeah there is a a day that our wives and significant others are going to come in here and take this over um hopefully sooner than later we've kind of talked about this for a while my wife is 100 percent behind it i think cassie's into it yeah i think i know brandy's into it my wife wife doesn't care she doesn't care she's like no i don't she's i mean she's just not into cycling stuff very much it doesn't have to be about that though it could be about just being married to the world famous matt legrand yeah that's exactly what she wants to talk about (laughs) i feel like that's the reason she doesn't want to come on (laughs) the real reason she's like oh well i'll talk about matt legrand just not this one the one on youtube the guy that seems (laughs) get him on on here as well so cool um my one last thing like usual is going to be two so uh, (laughs) you break the rules all the time i know i'm sorry um First and foremost, wanted to congratulate my wife. She did oh, her first marathon. Yeah, I can't believe we haven't said that. I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. She went out and she ran twenty six point two yesterday with her friend Amy Miller, and they. Um, I thought it was on Saturday. Did I say no? It was yesterday. It was, was yesterday. It? Okay. it was yesterday. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. They were supposed to be doing a training run, and it was supposed to only be twenty miles. Twenty two. Yeah. Was it 22? I think it was 20. It was 20 or 22. It was one of the two. And um, they were at 16 miles, and they're like, you know what? Let's just get this over with. Yeah, because it wasn't like three, four more weeks before she was yeah. supposed to do Something it? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. And she's wow. just she's getting sick and tired of all these trainings. She just it, It's kind of been looming on her, her, her mind, and she just wanted to be done with it, you know? So I thought yeah. that was so cool. It's like, let's just get this done. Yeah, and by chance, there was a bunch of her friends that were out there riding and running and doing some other stuff out there near Frenchman's Bar, and they found out, and um, they quickly threw together some finisher medals for them, and it was really kind of neat how they put those together, and they made a little finishing I can't believe line. she had friends make You're her medals. You're a champ, yes. Rebecca. And I'm told that Sherry McMillan was out there. Oh, was she? By okay. chance, saw them and said, what's going on? Like, oh, they're finishing their first uh, solo whatever. marathon. And so yeah. supposedly Virtual she like live-streamed it or something like oh, that. Oh, did she? So that sounds about right. It was just kind of funny how all the worlds came together on that, but I just wanted to congratulate her it, on that's, that. That's a pretty cool experience. I mean, she's lucky that she had all of that come together yeah. so nicely yeah. because it's like, hey, let's just finish this marathon. No one was expecting her to do it. And yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, we have friends that are making medals. We've got live streaming. I mean, yeah. how cool is that? Yeah, just all worked out really neatly. So, yep. um, and then the other one last thing is going to be just, Hey, to everybody doing the dialed 100. Awesome. Good on you. I love it. And it's really kind of fun to see everybody doing it and, and finding the, the time to make it happen. So I'm hoping that everybody can finish this cause it's going to be quite the, uh, accomplishment for a lot of people. Um, my question to you guys is real quick, should there be a dialed 75 and a dialed 25 and it well, even a dial 50 as well. So we can do like a 50, 75, like you get 50 rides whatever. in, in yeah, the next for the people, days. Yeah. For the people that didn't do the 100, maybe that was just too big of an ask for them. But maybe if we started like one at the 75 mark, the 50 mile mark or 50 ride mark and then 25. Oh, like you wait until, I mean, I was thinking like 50 rides in a hundred days. So you have to, that'd be uh, interesting. That could be an option too, but I kind of like the, doing this on the daily kind okay. of thing. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll think about it. But um, anyway, just everybody's doing it. Good job. Good on you. Uh, go get your ride in today, tomorrow, and the next day. Just keep going until Thanksgiving. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just do it, right? I don't know. Can, can we say that? Yep. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, oh, just... That was just run on. I don't know. I thought it's a Nike stuff. <laughs> All right. Thank you to both Maddie and Nels for joining us today. Thank Lance, you. 
Yeah, thank you. Lance, we hope you uh, have a safe trip back here to the uh, Pacific Northwest. Um, Evan, do you have any plans for uh, Dow Endurance Lab stuff? Anything cool going on in the lab? I, there, there's always stuff going on, right? I'm sorry, I'm answering patients here and <laughs> I'm getting ready for multiple patients this evening. Yeah. That's what's going on. Gotcha. So go check out the uh, Dow Endurance Lab if you want to learn more about that. Uh, Matt, thank you for your time. Good luck battling Iron Man and Trek. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> battling the corporates. <laughs> and to everybody else, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye for now. Bye for now.